0: The reason why I've wanted to quit in the past, just so everyone knows, is because I didn't know what I needed to do to succeed. Now I know. But when it's like a blur and you're like, man, I don't know what translates to deals or I don't know what my actions I need to take, it's not fun. It's not a fun game to play. But if you know what you have to do, it's fun. You just got to do it. Yo, what's going on, everyone?
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back. How we doing? How we doing? Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. So Investor Thrive Nation, today we have our friend Tanner Ellie on. You might not know him, but he's the man, and we're going to chat with him about his life, his experience in real estate. But first, we got to introduce, if you're new to the channel, what is this? What is this podcast, Corey? So Investor Thrive, we
2: started to help you know, people learn how to do real estate, to improve their personal lives, just overall live a good life.
0: That's right. So we brought in someone who um, <clears throat> knows all about that mindset that we're trying to help. Not only are we trying to help people, like you said, in real estate, but in their personal lives. So uh, without further ado, thanks for tuning in. Let's hop into Tanner and and kind of how we know him and a little bit of intro. But first, let's let let's hop in a short intro about your life and, uh, you know, like a bio for people that don't know you. Okay. Yeah. My
1: name is Tanner Elliott. I'm a uh, sales professional. I do... Wow. Uh, tech sales, I'm an account executive, you know, all the big names, you know, yeah. big important names that I earned over over the years, right? Um, but yeah, I, I do nice. software sales, and okay. then I also uh, run an ad agency where I do digital real estate. Nice. Cool. That's we'll get into intro. that digital real estate, because
2: a lot of you people probably don't know what, what that is. I know I didn't. It's like, I'm you the, talking that heard.
1: metaverse real estate? Yeah, yeah, I got got <laughs> what Minecraft farm that, land or something? No, you
0: bought kidding. a house next to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, I, I heard someone bought like a house next to Snoop Dogg for like half a mill, <laughs> and it was like in his metaverse. Anyway, yeah. So, um, okay. So you gave us a short intro. Where it's, do you work at, by the way?
1: So right now I work at Thumbtack. Thumbtack, it's actually a uh, you know. Same, same field as what I'm doing independently. The digital so, real estate. Yeah, yeah, same thing, same concept. <clears throat> Are I mean. you learning a lot from the way Thumbtack operates to run your own business, or is it kind of? It's a it's an entirely different um, business model mm-hmm. for sure, and so, um, but I, it's nice to be able to have conversations about marketing with people in my everyday life, and then, mm-hmm. you know, also do the same thing on the side. Makes it a lot easier.
0: Cool, man. So I want to go back to what you said. So you're you said you're a sales professional. Did <laughs> did there come a time where you're like, um, you know that title you really like it, it hit home for you? Where you're like I'm a freaking felt sales. Real. It felt real because I know like titles. Sometimes you get titles and you're like, yeah, I say this, but like did it did it ever hit? Like did it hit a certain day when you got a deal or something? Where you're like, I'm a freaking
1: sales professional. Did it it, it happened when I committed to it, you know? So like that's that's just what what it is. Like when you're reading books about mm-hmm. sales psychology and. And, you know, how to communicate effectively and, and clearly, mm-hmm. um, That beca- that's your profession. If you're putting time in outside of just clocking in and out every day to learn how to do what you do, um, you're a professional. So honing your skills. Yeah, sharpening the axe. That's what so, I'm, out. I'm out here trying to do that. So it
0: sounds to me like that. you just didn't have a job right like you just wouldn't clock in you would literally go and read outside of your time you would work on this honing sharpen the axe doing the skill
1: working on the skill outside of your job yeah my my wife would say you know that I would I'd wake up uh, like I would be talking in my sleep my sales pitch right? wow so I'm like I'm like for real in here trying to like run through the demo or run through whatever and uh, really learn how to ask certain questions and have it be like reflex when I when I'm asking questions so Let me ask you a question. awesome.
2: So as a sales professional, what's the number one thing that you've learned?
1: The number one thing I've learned about sales? Maybe like
2: the most important thing about sales that you've learned.
1: Yeah. The most important thing I've learned about sales is is asking questions. Um, (laughs) That's like 90% of the game. Active listener over here. Active listening. Asking questions. You know, getting those, getting information. Whoever's getting information on a sales call is winning the call. You know, so Interesting. you know, you got to be constantly asking questions and there's formulas about the types of questions that you want to even be focusing on. Like and, spin and selling. You probably yeah, read exactly, that. Exactly, spin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, do those, you do that? Yeah, on every call. Nice. I, like I found that. That's did been the you, most reliable. Did
2: you make them up at, as you go or did you like write them down and practice them? How did you like develop that skill?
1: Yeah, I would write them down. Um, the first thing I do anytime I'm selling anything... If I go to a new place or if I'm selling a new product or learning about a new product, I just, you know, write down like, hey, these are are the top problems that we solve. Mm -hmm. This is how we solve them. And, you know, this is how I'm going to ask the questions to get them to think, those open-ended questions to get them to think about those problems and those circumstances that our product or... Service is is solving what what pro- type of problems? Interesting. So listen, I read Spin
0: Selling, and it was very hard for me to read that. I'm just an average Joe. Did how did, did that book flow for you, or was it kind of a hard read, or did you even read it?
1: No, I I, I read it, um, and it, it stuck with me. And um, was it a hard read for you? I think no they name means clicked. was it boring for you? No, it was clicking for yeah, me. Yeah, that like book was. I, I had a it, lot of
0: information. It had a lot of like survey, not surveys, but like data. It had a lot of it was data, full of data, and
1: I was like, man, right. yeah, there's a lot of data and in, 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 like graphs they, and charts. And... Yeah, yeah, they really do go out and they do an actual case study. Yeah, it was a big giant research. Right. I think it was the most research over like, like sixty thousand sales professionals. Yeah, over over sixty thousand calls or something yeah, or some pros or, or, or like that. Um, yeah, it was very very detailed and, and I, I, I like that just because it. Tells me why they feel so confident about what they're right. saying. So it all kind of clicked for me. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. What does "spin" stand for again? Is it? I know needs payoff is the the, the last end. One, yeah. So it's situational <coughs> questions. Situation problem problem implication. And, and needs payoff. Pay
2: okay, so it's kind of like what John teaches. Yeah, John Martinez. Like impact
0: Investor Thrive Nation. If you've never heard of John Martinez, he's like a big wholesaling coach. He literally just took spin selling and Franklin Covey's training and repurposed it, which you know no one can blame him for. That's what smart pretty dude. much everybody that's smart does. They just take something that's working and they repurpose it. They change the name. They, I mean, John. what is he? He he took spin and he took, pit impact, picture perfect, and problem. I think like uh,
2: situation In, problem.
0: Picture
1: perfect, impact that he, and picture perfect. Yeah. So he just changed oh, the name. Yeah, like okay, yeah. I mean, dude, but it spit. works. It doesn't matter if you're selling a car, or a used car, or hey, you got to find out if they have a problem. You no know, data software. You know, it, it's yeah. What's the problem? What's your situation? What's your problem? How's it impacting you? And what does better look like?
2: I guess you want to find the principles, right? That mm-hmm. like cross all the industries, right?
1: Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, I'm going through and writing. As a contractor, because that's what I'm selling now is uh, or contracting leads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the types of questions I'm going to ask. Yeah, like, like it's it's every single time.
0: Like as a noob, you want to just tell people your solution. Like, hey, this is what I can do. This is my product, right? I I even fall into it sometimes when I'm on like it's uh, calls. It's easy. It's yeah. like, hey, but <clears throat> before just telling someone like your solution, obviously, like you got to find out if they even want it. Right? What's their problem? Does your problem right. even solve their...
1: their their? Pro- is your or product is, even solve their problem? Their yeah, issue? or is the problem even big enough to where you're feeling it? Yeah. You know, because that, that, you have to be feeling... You got to be feeling some kind of discomfort, dissatisfaction in order to, to make a change, right? And so mm-hmm. that, that's where every sale happens. I think that's the overall uh, point of the whole book and the whole study yeah. is that, you know...
2: I think you got to get, as a sales guy, you got to get used to, like... Starting that conversation like not knowing exactly where it's gonna go right because right. Mm-hmm. it may go where like you don't have a good solution for them right, right. but like f- starting that and yeah like just kind of like discovering like their about their life about their needs like what spin selling teaches right right yeah 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 cool 100%,
0: man. that's awesome so you once you committed you're like all right I'm committed to learning I'm a sales professional because this is what
1: I've dedicated my mind to. Yeah, and and for sure, I mean, I, I never want to take myself too seriously, right? I, you know, I kind of said it halfway joking, but when you challenged me on it, I was like, I'm not backing off of that, no, dude. That's dude. What I, I do, think you are a sales you know? professional. So. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, what it takes to be
0: anything is just like own it, right? Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure in your interviews and you know when you go, you're like, I'm a freaking, I'm the man at sales.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: You tell people and they're like, okay. It's like
2: with us, it took us a while to own that we were, like.
0: That's exactly our right. Business, yeah. We're
2: r- real estate investors, like.
0: I'll be real. It took a long time. I didn't tell people I was fixing, flipping, wholesaling, coaching until, like, three years into it because I didn't want someone to, like, challenge me and be like, bro, how many deals are you doing? I'd be like, a couple? You know, I I didn't want to seem like a a loser, right? But you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, honestly, if you are doing a couple deals a year, you're doing great. Right. I mean, one deal a year? Better than the dude just watching the YouTube videos. Shout out to Jerry Norton our boy, but watching just Jerry Norton's videos and just thinking about what he's going to do, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah.
0: I, I meet so many people that hit me up that have been watching YouTube videos on wholesaling or real estate investing for two, three years, <clears throat> talking about, you know, what about this and that. I'm like, bro, it's been they're two, like three on years. on
2: the verge of being ready, but they just ain't ready to pull the trigger. Yeah, they're
0: analysis paralysis. There's people that just are, are information junkies, junkies like Brandon Simmons, our boy. Shout out Brand Simmons. He says that people will just Im- consume information, but not take action. Right. So it's all right. about the
1: action takers. Yeah, and I've I've been in that situation, right? I think we all have. I mean, yeah, man. we're watching E. T. Thomas on in the mornings, trying to get ourselves pumped up. But E. T. Day, Thomas, that's that one Eric dude. Thomas. Eric Thomas, right? Yeah. Is that that guy? that's like you can. You, yeah. If, if you want it can, more than you want to breathe. Yeah. Then you'll be successful. They literally
0: play that guy like any sales
2: and all the wholesaling events we go to they play that even this
0: hype oh even yeah. the door-to-door like before you're about to knock on a door they're like they play that guy to get people pumped <laughs> well, up I like the guy with one arm
1: right He's yeah yeah uh
0: inky johnson
1: yeah and I, I, I respect all these guys because they've been through amazing things and per- persevered through a lot of yeah, things sick. but but i listened to one i don't even remember the woman who who did it but she's saying like motivation is bs right
2: yeah, oh really? Yeah, she, she was like Sh- that Franklin was Franklin Covey says
1: in
0: the four disciplines.
1: Right, and, that, and that's motivation much... is BS. Yeah, that's what the title of the mo- of the film of the video. The video yeah. Go check it out. But um, yeah, she basically says like every time I need to do something that's hard, I just do a countdown in my mind mm-hmm. of the space shuttle blasting off 5, 4, oh, 3, yeah, two, 1, that. and then boom, she just goes and does it. Sounds like she's motivating herself though. But she said motivation is BS. No, but that's not because it's not motivation that makes her do it, it's making the decision to do it that makes her do it.
2: It's just doing it rather than a lot of people watch these videos to try to get themselves to the point where they'll do it. When it, she's saying that's BS, you just got to like just do it. Just count down and go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You're man, cool. a lot of people like prepare, you know, plan. In the four disciplines of execution talks about how people think more about strategy than they do and, they and build out these big execution. elaborate plans you. we used, you, we used then, to do that yeah, all time. Yeah, it
2: gets changed in a month, in a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and when me and him first started wholesaling, we would sit there for, for like two or three months just thinking of how we are going to do it, right? right? And I'm sure, I think oh. you guys' experience, I think you guys took action, though, right? Or were you guys sitting around... You know, a lot too. Uh, I think combo. You guys, it yeah, was a combo, right? It was it's a combo, like, but it was
2: like us. I mean, a combo of both, right?
0: And then you realize it's all action,
2: baby. Like, what you gonna think of every scenario that right. could possibly happen? Right. And plan for it. Right. Yeah.
0: So let's rewind a little Real bit. Quick,
2: one more thing, to add About go that. go ahead. So Franklin Covey, what he, what he, t- what they talk about in the Four Disciplines is like, he's like bump motivation, mm-hmm. like put, like give, give people a winnable game. You want to get engagement. You want to increase engagement. Give them a game that they can win at. Yeah, Everyone likes to play a game. Everyone likes to compete. Everyone likes to win. Right. So you don't need this, like, hoorah motivation. It's like create a game where people can win.
0: Yeah, man, I love that book, Four Disciplines of Execution. If you haven't read it, it's basically just like, hey, dumb it down. How are you going to win this game? Do the most important things. And... You know, we all f- fall, uh, you know, I guess, okay. prisoner to that. Like, hey, let me do something that's easy. Let me do something that doesn't actually move the needle. Because it's easy stuff, right? Right. Like, yeah. let, me, let me change the font in this website real quick, <laughs> you know? Cha- oh, my god. Let me change the formatting. This yeah. will do something. It's like, right. nah, brother, they no. ain't
1: going to do it. No, just hit launch. <laughs> yeah. Go for it.
0: You know. Yo, so let's rewind back. Um, we t- let's w- talk about how we I- met. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how we met. So you guys, you guys go off on how you met, and then we'll talk about how I met you, Tanner.
2: Yeah. So we, you go, you you tell it. (laughs) You're the guest on here.
1: So yeah, I met Corey um, back home. We grew up in the same town. Um, So Hannibal, Missouri, baby. Yeah. So I was actually really good friends with his whole family, um, especially his younger brother and um, Zach. Zach. Yeah. (coughs) So. I mean, grew up together, right? And so, I think I was what, like fifteen when I moved to Hannibal, sixteen, fifteen. So I've known his family for a long time now. So, cool, yeah, yeah. And uh, he he got back from his mission, and um, we became really good friends. Ended up going out to Rexburg, Idaho, while he was in school. Did he tell you to come out, or did you, you were like, "Hey, what's up, dude? What I'm I'm bored over here in Hannibal." <laughs> so, when I mean when, when I left Hannibal. Um, He left Hannibal first, right, went back to school when school started. But he was like, dude, I can't wait to get out of Hannibal. (laughs) Get back to Rexburg, rock my friends and stuff. And you know, it's a really small town, Mark Twain. Yeah, I
0: went there.
2: Right. It was dope, bro. There's not a lot to do. Nate was trying to move there, bro. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> well, I mean, you probably like watching the Eagles and stuff. Yeah, like the that.
0: Eagles and the, the, what is it, Missouri? No, Mississippi
1: River out there. Yeah. 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 Right on there. It's yeah. tight. Mark Twain, baby. No, yeah. So, I mean, there's not a lot to do, <laughs> a lot to do though, if you're young, wild, and free. Maybe
2: mm. uh, single there. Yeah. Good luck. It's rough. Yeah. Especially your LDS Especially and single,
1: LDS and man. Single, and man. Single, you you got right. nobody. Right. So um, we were working for his dad doing real estate, um, get, helping his dad start his real estate company. And then when he went out to school, he's like, yo, just come out here and let's do real estate on our own. I'm like.
2: He got back from his mission. He was thinking about doing like community college, like mm. yeah. just go, getting a job, working, going to community college. Is like, there a community he,
0: college in Hannibal?
2: Yeah. there's well, hmm. There's a bunch around there, too. Oh, okay. But, like, he didn't know that there was, like, so much more out there.
0: Oh, I had no idea. He didn't know. Well, you did go to Nigeria on your mission, right? Liberia. Liberia. Yeah. So, you mean, you at least knew about that. I right. mean, he'd
2: been places. I'm not saying he's never been anywhere. Uh, but he I hadn't had lived. Yeah, that's true. But you hadn't lived yeah. many other places either. No. And, I mean, living on a, a mission, that's not...
0: Yeah. Right, right. It's you, not you, representative of real life. I think people are interested t- about the mission thing, like, and especially in Liberia. Do you have a story that, like, one crazy story <laughs> you want to tell the people that, like, you had on your two-year mission while you're talking yeah, about some Jesus?
2: Sum up Liberia for us. Yeah, oh, we, Liberia.
0: We, we don't even know where Liberia. Some people might not even know where Liberia is. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, Liberia it's a West African country. It's around Ghana, Nigeria, Ivory Coast. Um, Liberia is one of the poorest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. If you've heard of, like, the child soldiers, the Sierra Leone diamond, blood diamonds, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. that's Liberia. Wow. Right. Ebola came through Ebo- e- Liberia. That's actually why I ended up leaving. This is a place that's known a lot of hardships. Wow. Yeah, you know, 16-year civil war, I think they the got whole c- everything, right? <clears throat> you think they have COVID over there, too? Yeah. They, they do? They, they Made it there, co- too, huh? Yeah, they, they have the lockdowns and stuff. It's really weird, but... Um, yeah, they're taking that pretty seriously as well. Um, but, um, yeah, they survived Ebola and everything else. But anyway, yeah, being in Liberia, super um, tropical place, very poor. Um, but uh, it was a great place. to like love the culture, love the food. Um, craziest story or experience, you said? Yeah, go ahead. You know, people probably have no idea what you did or what you saw there. Yeah, I mean. You got one at the top of your head that? P- you think people might find interesting? I mean, uh, the I mean the the story that my go to story is always that I killed a king cobra with a, a stick. A on, my, on my mission.
0: <laughs> is that the king ones cobra. that have
1: like the the flaps? Yeah, yeah, oh, they like fan out like that. Yeah, and so we're we're walking to an appointment. Um, king cobra. And th- this lady comes out and she's like, "Oh yeah, I got a uh, there's a snake in my house," and I'm like. Yeah okay all right she's, I was like what's it look like and she's like it's really really big and it's black <laughs> and I'm like yo it's probably like a like, typical like rat snake you know because I'm yeah. like a country boy from Missouri mm-hmm. and I'm thinking you know I'm thinking of a rat snake I'll wrap I'll rock this thing yeah I'll, I'll go in there and grab it like, hold on lady so I go into the house and I'm looking around looking around and um, in, the, in the corner I see this freaking curled up freaking cobra dude okay. the thing's like seven feet long.
0: You're and kidding. I'm d-
1: dead serious, bro. And like, wow. So I, I dip out of there, and she lives <laughs> in a mud house, and so we dug a hole outside the house and then shoved it through the hole with a bamboo pole, and I was on the other side with a stick, and as soon as I saw its head, I just... Pow, 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 and and killed uh, it. Killed it. Did you keep it? Yeah, well, the people there ate it. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> Bro, that's almost but, yeah. as
1: crazy as you sh- when you shot the
2: rattlesnake <laughs> yeah, 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 while I mean, driving the truck left-handed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was a country yeah, boy. You're, of I was, you're I was a gunslinger. I wasn't was was for the city life back then. I lived on an 800 acre cattle farm back in Fulton, Missouri. Before I moved. To oh animal,
0: my and, gosh, dude! I didn't know we, that. we
1: we got down out
0: there. Snap, bro. So that was your experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, so, so you went on your mission, came back. Homie said come out to Rexburg, Idaho, where things are happening. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it sounds he... crazier than it was. Yeah. So then I uh, then I met you. Do you remember where we met we met? It was the rap battle. At the
1: rap the battle. The dish rap okay. battle. Okay. So
0: I was selling dish at the time and we were holding a rap battle <laughs> to recruit people, like a party and we would recruit people and you know, I think we we're giving away free swag and we gave away like a belt or a shirt and
2: was that the one at Mount Loss? Yeah, it was Mount yeah. Loss. That was actually pretty. That
0: was, must have been right when you got to Rexburg. That was like that was like, right yeah, when yeah, I saw yeah, him because yeah. like he got a free shirt and we were all like, "Who is this guy?" Because uh, you were like the biggest dude there, right. you know. I'm a big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. What what are you like, six five? Yeah, I'm like six five. Like, yeah, big dude. Big, I mean, they don't make point. him like that too much in Rexburg, yeah. at least. <laughs> should be in the NFL. I remember you and Nate just pushing each other <laughs> around. That was hilarious. Nate was another big. Big uh, 6'5 Polynesian 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 dude. So, anyway, you came and we met, and then we all became good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, that's cool.
2: No, yeah. Great times back then.
1: Oh, super good times. I mean, we we had some of the best friends, like, you could ever want. Some of the funnest You know what's
0: interesting? Like, majority of the friends, I feel like, are here. From Rexburg. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Starting to scatter a little more, but...
0: So. Now that we've talked about um, you coming to college and you coming in that area, um, let's talk about how you didn't actually go to school, right? You didn't you didn't register, no. No. but you just hung out.
2: Yeah,
1: I was just there. Let's talk about that. A lot of people was it
2: your plan to ever go to school? Were you ever thinking about it? I don't know if I even suggested it or yeah, not.
1: Yeah, I thought about it, but like we were doing our real estate thing, and I was like. Dude, if you're gonna go to school for four years just so you can do what I'm doing right now, like, yeah, why, why would I do that? You know, as easy as that, you're convinced <laughs> not to go to college. <laughs> well, it's like if no one else even like well, that was in college wanted to use their degrees. You know, Todd, yeah. Todd wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. You wanted to do your own. Yeah, you know, just I don't even. Do I didn't thing. really know what I wanted to do, right. but I was just going to school, right? Yeah. And th- the reason why at-
0: we're asking you this is because I feel like a lot of people in investor type nation like aren't. Going to college right. because they want to do in real estate, and what are you going to learn in college that's going to help you real estate? Other than, I would say, college is for learning how to articulate yourself and meeting great friends, network,
1: make network, friends. yeah, ne- which, which you enable, friends. which you did, yeah. The only thing, I mean, I think the one thing I was robbed of uh, my college experience was how to use Excel. I feel like everyone who's gone to college has a little bit of a. I do feel like Excel me.
0: is pretty dang helpful. I did, we did take many classes in business on Excel. Like, I didn't, I don't remember much about the micro and the macro stuff, but yeah, I mean, that stuff's just that stuff is beyond, beyond that, stuff,
1: me. that stuff gets advanced though.
0: Yeah, so so for Investors by Nation, you were living in a college town, but not going to school, and mm-hmm. you were chilling, working, networking, and you feel like the only thing you were robbed of was learning how to use Excel. That's bad. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you can get an online course. So. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. So it. going I back, you, would, you wouldn't
0: change. You wouldn't be like, hey, maybe I should have gotten a degree in, uh, you know, basket weaving or
1: something. No. No. I, I mean, I don't have any real regrets with it. now. That, and now that I'm, you know, I have a solid career in, in sales and, you know, have marketing going for me and other things. Uh, you know, I'm just, I don't know if I'd ever, like, look back and think that. At least not now at this point in my life. Yeah. You know, I think that like when I'm 50 but has that been an issue with getting jobs because our parents all told
0: us you need a college degree to get a job that's what they tell you in school has not having a degree
1: affected you're getting a job no I I mean I've gone all the way from you know entry level SDR appointment setter to um, senior account executives or um, business into business development where you know I'm Heading out like
0: and they don't care that you don't the, have a I degree. I feel like it's a new just for the industry or whatever.
1: The, yeah. I feel yeah.
2: like a degree just helps you get the first job. But if you have like a connect, we had a connection, yeah. and it was an entry level job right when we first started. Mm-hmm. Well, so like if you do well, then you progress, right?
0: Well, I mean, yes, but for a degree, I think if you're gonna be a doctor, a CPA, or like some sto- sort of skill set yeah. where you obvious. leave, I mean, you it's obvious. To. Yeah, you have yeah. to. But like requirement uh, sales. Business management, like, what would you say, uh, business development, like, any of this business stuff, like, I'm sure they want people with, like, a finance background, but they don't care if you got
1: experience. Yeah, they want people who can sell at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I (laughs) I sit next to a lot of people who have their MBAs. Um, Really? Yeah. I feel like that's a nightmare to get an MBA.
0: You know, I
1: I mean, it's a lot of work, and it depends on what you want to do with it, right? But if you don't have that clear vision of, this is what I'm going to use my degree for, then... Yeah, we talked to Nate Worthen, who, shout out to Nate Worthen, but
0: he got his MBA in real estate, uh, you know, I don't know exactly the title, Uh, but he's like, yeah, we asked him if it was worth it, and he's like, "Um, I mean, was your college degree worth it? And I was like, not really. He's like, yeah, mine either. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so, I mean, it's... it's, But you think it would, right? Like an MBA, it's like, ooh, you know? I I think if you get, like, an MBA from, like,
2: Harvard... Yeah. Oh, well, University MIT. of Utah is
0: pretty dang... It's a good school. You, you,
2: you like, rub shoulders with, like...
1: Oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, and like... The people like that. Elon and the
2: Geniuses, <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. Which D- probably creates more opportunities than, like, the degree itself.
0: Yeah. That's the networking thing again. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I I feel like if I rub shoulders with any of those guys, they would be like, they wouldn't kick it with me. They'd be like, hey, you he ain't got the IQ, buddy, <laughs> to to I mean, to run in the circle. To bring something to the table, right? <laughs> yeah. just gonna... I can bring some jokes. Oh, yeah, they ain't, <laughs> they, gonna,
2: just... they ain't handing out handouts.
0: <laughs> that's right. true. Right. Okay, so that's good. I, I wanted to talk specifically about that because there are so many people. Like one of our employees, dad's a multimillionaire, and his dad's like, don't go to college. Wow. So. I think b- college back in the day had a bigger impact than it does now. Now, there's so many community colleges, so many schools. It's just like, it's just freaking giving you, like, a, like, a, it's like a belt factory if you compare it to, like, a karate studio. they just they just handing out white belts and black belts,
1: you know? Well, well and the thing is, is, like, it again, it depends on what you want to do with your life. If you want right. to run your own business or, you know, do something like this, like, in being an entrepreneur, like, all the information that you're going to learn in school even if it's, even if you got your degree a month ago, a lot of that information by the time you graduate is going to be obsolete in the market.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, That's how many times have you guys changed strategies and found different methods to do what you do yeah, bro, by I can't attending?
0: Even, yeah, I can't remember what I learned right. in college, bro. So I wouldn't even remember right. if so. it's changed.
2: Yeah, but... Well, um
0: I don't regret going to college at all, though. You know, I would have never gone to Rexburg or networked with people if I didn't go to college. But his, I, I kind of envy what he did. That was kind of cool. You know, yeah, he, he only just...
2: went because I went there, <laughs> and if I didn't go there, neither of us would have been there. Yeah. Like
1: that's true. When, Plus, we got, we, Rexford, when we got married, we, it was where we were supposed yeah, like, to be. No, Rexburg was so there.
0: cheap, too. I mean, it, it, for an education, it was like $1,800 a semester. So we ended up graduating there for like under 10 k or something like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: or some, whatever the math is, right? Oh, yeah, good old BYU. <clears throat> yeah, and tithing then...
1: supplemented.
0: By the tithing, yeah. huh? All right, brother. Well, let's see
2: what else we got. Let's talk a little bit about... So you came out to do real estate yeah. with me, mm-hmm. and we thought we're going to just absolutely crush it, right? Yeah. It's Idaho, so Rexburg, Idaho Falls. came out, calls. must have been like end of the semester. Yeah. Because um, I left like halfway through, halfway through the uh, winter semester. Okay. And I think you came out at the end, and I had sent out some letters, ignored all the phone calls because <laughs> I was being getting, blasted.
0: I, don't you wish
2: that would happen now? Yeah, it's like, how did I do oh that? Because I would love to repeat it.
1: Oh my, oh my gosh! God. Yeah, I mean, we we took the no money approach to everything that we did. Maybe we should just mail again there. Oh my Bro, gosh. I'm
0: telling you, you got lit up. I remember your phone. I was like, "Who's calling you?" While well, we were at like the gym, and yeah. you were like, "Dude, mail," and I was like, "Wow." Yeah, I didn't know anything about it though. I didn't either. Now, now the response rate is like less than one oh percent of the mail that you sent yeah. out.
1: We, we got so much done for the marketing that we were using. And you know, like and the little knowledge we had. Yeah, what little knowledge we had. I mean, and what little resources so we t- had. So tell Investor Drive what you guys did. You guys were trying so to. So
2: he came out middle of the semester, end of semester. And we started, I think uh, we started putting out bandit signs. Right. We started yeah. probably did a little bit of mail. Started calling Craigslist for sale by owners, Zillow for sale by owners. And so you came out probably March, April. We didn't get our first deal until uh, September.
0: How long is that? Three, how many months? Uh,
2: four, f- five, four months, three, know, three, four, whatever. five months. That's whatever not bad. That I mean, looking at, you know, people's May, experiences. May, June, July, August, September, five months.
1: Yeah, about five months. I mean, and it was a grind, right? It and was like, a grind. Like, a we lot really of stress, a lot. Let of me ask you guys a question. You say it's a grind. You say it's a grind.
0: Looking back to what you guys do now, was could you grind it harder, or were you guys going balls to the wall?
1: we could have went harder okay could've could always went way go harder could always go harder I and mean, it's like a grind
2: in the sense that like the the weird thing about being an entrepreneur versus having a job is you have to figure out like what you're going to do every day right you have to figure out how you're going to spend your time like what actions you're going to take like all that stuff versus a job they tell you what to do right yeah so like it's th- you spend some time like in analysis paralysis right mm-hmm. spend a lot of time not doing much planning plan and thinking about what to do like you question like am I spending my time doing the right things like I don't want to do all this work. <coughs> That's why so have many have people get mentors out.
0: right because they just want someone to tell them what to do. yeah which
2: makes sense right
1: right right I mean it's it's I, I love like like uh, being an entrepreneur and having my side business I think the differences that are there I mean it's entrepreneurs are out here creating opportunities successful people take advantage of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what you do give yourself, what you could do create for yourself, are you taking advantage of it? I don't. Th- I mean, we really had to work really hard to create those opportunities, and then for some reason, we didn't. We didn't capitalize on everything that we yeah, created for ourselves. Our right? Yeah. You, you miss out on opportunities. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Well, yeah. So that summer, to supplement our whole, like to survive, because <laughs> I mean, we had to pay for our own ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, Your right. dad cut you off. Yeah, my dad had cut me off. Like. Uh, a year ago, before, and so to pay for our own ways, like we had, to, uh, what did we do?
1: We were doing. are <laughs> <straight laughs> we you're doing any we job. We were doing that you could anything get. that we could do to. Me. We were painting curbs. We started. A you guys, I remember the time curve you curve painted
0: curbs. Business. You were like, "Dude, this is the business, <laughs> bro. This is gonna make so bro, much we money." Made like
2: we made like. Uh, and one day we made like 250 bucks and you guys were stoked stoked which that's a, that's quite a bit you know for what i mean us. for like yeah, and man. it was like a few hours of work it wasn't like we we're out there all day
1: yeah so we, we did that we uh, did street construction like road safety where we were flagging traffic control stuff yeah. and then we also got suckered into like scraping off the white lines off the road we what like do you mean suckered in? Because it's hard. It was no, hard? They, they, was their company, the their I company just had us do it one day. Well, they, we were the guinea. We were the new guys. So you, so. you
0: were the guys that stood in the middle of the road and put the sign to stop and slow? slow down.
1: Stop my talkie Weren't
0: you out there, like, at midnight? They oh, made you to work the well, we night shift? Stand,
1: yeah. Like, you'd stand for literally 13 hours. You mm-hmm. couldn't sit down? No, or, there's nowhere to sit. Oh, I started sitting
2: down on my the back of my truck, or <laughs> right? I am standing for this long, bro. <laughs> you
0: should have yeah. brought in at the lawn chair, oh, baby. Oh, my
2: gosh. The first yeah. night I did it, it was like, Idaho gets cold at night. So it was, mm-hmm. like, hot in the day, right? I didn't bring a sweatshirt, so I was freezing to death, bro. Like, we started going to pick up the cones. Like, dri- you know how you drive yeah, and in the trailer, pick, pick up the cones as you're driving and toss them in the back? Bro, I was, like, stiff as a board <laughs> i been standing and cold. I was, like, I'm, like, bro, I can't do this. All
0: this to pers- the pursuit of the dream of right. real estate. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, remember when I had Poppy's corn? You yeah. Would, you sold the
1: corn I out sold of the courts, so. elotes, elotes, big old six foot five black dude selling elotes <laughs> dude. out of the back
0: of my freaking, yeah, bro, elotes bomb, though. dude. I know, I, I in, in college for investors Ed Nation, you know, I ran a, uh, a lotes stand, which is uh, Mexican corn. Uh-huh. Um, I sold out of like a little shack and a little tent, it's three dollars a cup, and um. Yeah, man, it was called Poppy's Corn. Poppy's Corn. I, I remember, remember. He those days. bounced
2: at Skizies. I think that was
0: after after Poppy's, because Poppy's. But went. I think that
2: was after we even were wholesaling. I think you just kind of did that. Yeah, he did it like, like on, on the, weekends the weekends and at night. Right? Yeah, then you guys started yeah,
0: bouncing uh, not only at Skizies but at Kinsinieras, right? Yeah, we were doing. Well, we bounced at
2: Kinsinieras first. That summer that we did the the standing, the yeah, the, the road sun, construction. Yeah. We bounced before that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we we did everything, but we, we were could living it. off
2: like fifty dollars a week. Yeah, yeah. We'd be we'd be going to Burger King and getting uh, you'd yeah, be getting split,
0: like you'd be splitting the patty. <laughs> Would you be getting the junior the junior king <laughs> get, or whatever? I think
2: back then, you could get like a double cheeseburger, the oh, charbroiled yeah. double cheeseburger. Yeah, for like a dollar, for like a dollar, you know. it was bomb.
1: You got the <laughs> dollar menu, you know. We'd be hitting up that. We'd be looking for coins and stuff so we could go get a drink just to have a little. Little, I remember going. and I did summer sales and I was trying to convince
0: you guys to come and just sell with me and you would not give up on the dream. Now summer sales did make a lot of money. Right. You know, it would yeah. have been a good decision wh- whether, you know, you want to do it or not, but you guys were stuck in, you know, wanting to do the real estate, which I think is great too. Yeah, and, yeah you know, when we, we
2: hit that we hit that first deal in September and made like fourteen K hmm. and changed everything. Game changer. <laughs> Yeah, and then within, like, well, the next... Didn't
0: you go out and spend all your money you made on it, like, in a couple of weeks or something? I, I remember you got,
1: like, new sh- clothes. You got some new shoes. I mean, we we had we had done that several times where we blew a lot of money. But, like, not, like... No, nah, like
2: we didn't anything. blow it all on stuff like that. We would, spend, we, we would try marketing stuff, and it wouldn't work. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: just... Yeah, it's up and down. It's like yeah. this,
0: right? Even yeah. when you guys are doing it?
1: Yeah, I mean, because we didn't have any clue how to do marketing and so it, literally everything that we did get and we did get I mean we did a lot for what we had and what we were working with and the knowledge that we had we did a lot um, but yeah most we,
2: of our deals so so we got our first deal in September and then in the next like year year and a half we did like f- six deals for like almost 90k yeah
1: that's
2: what's so up and most of them one of them was from a bandit sign our first deal was from a bandit sign yeah. and then most of them after that Were uh, all for sale by owner. Yeah, Craigslist and and Zillow.
1: And give you an idea about like how, how rough it was for us. Because I mean, we did we did put everything we had into this, right? Like Mm -hmm. if we were out and about spending money on gas, it was we were driving up and down the streets, writing down vacant houses. Right? Like, everything we did went back into this thing. Yeah. But, like, even the bandit signs, those were, like, a buck, right? A piece. They're not cheap. And especially if the city
0: here, they take them down like that. It's like,
1: dude, I just freaking wasted all the money. So we made a poll. I remember, That was... You
0: remember that? We made one, so too. So it had, like, like a staple gun made. at the
1: end of it. Yeah. So we could put these things up, like, 15 feet in the air. So, like... No one could get them. No em. one could get them down, you know? Because it's like, dude, this got to work, you know? This got to be up here for a month, Yeah. you know? Did, <laughs> so no one took,
0: did people take them down eventually? Do eventually. We get,
1: we get calls from the city, though, like, how are you guys getting these up here so high? See,
0: like, bro, I, I tried really to tall. put them up with the sign that I had, and I'm not as tall as you, so it, wouldn't be, it, it would be easy <laughs> to get. Bro, one of us would sit in the back of the truck.
2: Was it the back or the front? I think we would trade off. Yeah, I mean, and you just grab the sign out of the back because we run. do this at night. You got to do it quick. Everyone's like nervous to do it, right? Because <laughs> you don't feel like you're seeing, you, you feel like you're doing something kind of wrong. Yeah, for yeah. real. But it, it, uh, yeah, it is.
0: I mean, band of signs work,
1: yeah, they um,
2: worked. Yeah.
0: They worked. You know, what an adventure, <laughs> though. Seriously. Yeah, Best Ride Nation. These guys are like the pioneers of you know doing deals. You know, it's and, and in grinding, to be honest, <laughs> looking so back. No, and I didn't do any of this with you guys. I, what I did is I did an internship with Tar Properties which uh, for one of my classes. And um, I needed an internship for college, so I was like, I'm going to intern with you guys. <laughs> and I interned with you guys. I think I showed up twice. <laughs> To no, work I with really you.
2: I don't think we had you do anything. Did I, you do one I don't thing? think.
0: I think I called uh, one for sale by owner. It did. was like a nice house in Rexburg, and I was like, <laughs> they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I have no idea. So I did that internship with you guys, and then uh, that was when I was doing Poppy's Corn. I said, forget this. I'm going to go sell some corn, and uh, that's – but I honestly, I should have. Looking back, it'd be great if I would have just grinded with you guys. And yeah, really remember
2: when we'd like go look at houses? We went. Yeah, like we went with some agent. Listings. We went
1: with an
0: agent to go see some
2: random like listings. we were about to do something. Yeah, about we didn't it. know
1: what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of those situations. I mean, we were pulling up though. Like he, we only we shred his car, and he a was truck. driving a '97 Ford Ranger, the giant single dent cab. Back. Dude, I remember Huge riding that. Dent in the back. Yeah, so we'd pull up to these houses and we'd be like, "Oh yeah, make sure the left side shows." <sighs> so. uh they don't see the see debt in the back of the truck. <laughs> Bro,
2: we'd hop out. We'd have our joggers and our Birkenstocks oh on. Oh, my
0: gosh. Dude. I don't know how we my hair was bleached. <laughs> to to, to <laughs> you guys serious.
1: My hair was bleached, too, in the oh front. Oh, gosh. Right here.
0: Like most so Khalifa. L- l-
1: let's take a look back.
0: We're all oh 30. And you're 28? How old are you? I'm 28, yeah, now. 28, 32? 30, 32. 32. <laughs> and we look back, and you guys look back at the success. You, you had success. Like, anyone can do it, right? Anyone
2: can do it. Like and you real, guys had limited saying, knowledge. Like, we had limited knowledge. We had a crappy car. We weren't dressed to the nines or anything. No like, money. No money. And like we were just
0: winging it. Winging it. Yeah. So what? What? What, what could you tell Investor Rev Nation? What can we learn from this? Your guys' experience?
1: It's, it, the, you know, it's just going out there and doing it. Just, just dive in. Commit to it, and learn about it. Commit to it. But just go. Don't get don't get stressed out by over analyzing and not making a move to do something. If you if you really feel like you can do it, just start making steps. Start everyone, doing something.
2: Everyone wants to like figure ev- like every possible outcome out before they go out and try something. That's not how life works. Like you got to start trying stuff, and that's when you figure out outcomes, and that's when you pivot you um what's the word when you do something you change? change yeah like innovate or like yeah i mean you just pivot you kind of like like where you come up with an idea like just off the top of your head right? yeah like
0: improvise
1: just, yeah improvise, improvise. I'm
0: nice
2: for. so you improvise right and that helps you improve and you're gonna learn it by doing, cause no matter if you think about it for a year or two, mm-hmm. you're still gonna have to improvise once you start taking action. Oh yeah. So you might look at our deal right, right now, now
0: in South Jordan, we're improvising. We've never yeah, had like, we deal with this. Know what to do with that. I mean, you know what's interesting? We figure it out. Yeah. About what we do is like almost we've been doing this for a while. Almost every situation is different. Like no matter yeah. what.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like this deal in South Jordan, I'm having to figure out all this new stuff.
0: Yeah, and you're and learning I'm having about to it.
2: Improvise, and I'm. Making it up as I go, doing the best I can.
0: I, I was on an interview with someone guy earlier for a podcast for him, and it was like just a quick interview. And he said, "What was your biggest failure?" Right? That was just one of his questions. And I'm like, "I don't have any failures, bro. No. You guys don't have any failures. No. Why? Because you learn. And not 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 knock on him. He wasn't. it was just his question. He's a great guy. But it's uh, it's just like, bro, you don't have failures.
1: Yeah, I ain't dead yet. No. Only
0: failures. Even if is you if die, you, quit, you right? ain't failed.
1: Yeah. You quit. You quit or
0: you die. You yeah, run you, out of time. Yeah. You quit. Or, or like you said run out of time
2: but like that's that's the, probably the second lesson right is like you have to stay stick with it like there's been times where we've wanted to quit
0: oh bro and we've done we've but done let me tell a, you the reason why deals now yeah the reason why I've wanted to quit in the past just so everyone knows is because I didn't know what I needed to do to succeed now I know right yeah. but, then the, but when it's like a blur and you're like man i don't know what translates to deals or i don't know what i need, my actions i need to take it's not fun it's not a fun game to play
1: but if you know what you have to do it's fun you just got to do it yeah and i, I want to address that because i pivoted i i left real estate or physical real estate mm-hmm. altogether, and um you know had my kids i got two kids now one more on the way got married and I just needed one. I got sucked into that life of stability, and I and I for a while there, I was like, "Dude, what am I? What am I gonna do? Like, right. What am I gonna do to get back in the game?" And you know, really, because once you see that side of life, even if you only make you know a couple hundred grand or whatever over the course of a few years, like, like man, like you can't go back. You know, it's like yeah because you know you're just building someone else's dream and you think about oh like they got 100 reps in here doing however many deals every day like they're building their dream right now so
0: so so you your mind because you did what you do with Corey, even though you have a salary job right you have a job yeah you're you're thinking like
1: what can i do yeah yeah and i might be a side hustle guy for a while and you know i you know this year i've made a lot of new goals um for my company and you know what I want it to be and be for my family and and uh, just where you're working to, to explain to people what is your side hustle. So yeah, I do digital real estate now and so essentially what that is is you build a website that generates leads for a certain type of service and then once it's generating leads you find a tenant to rent that space from you. So they get all of the leads and things that come off of that digital property and because you've invested time into SEO. Is, okay, it's SEO. Yeah. It's
0: not Google, right? It's
1: not Google it, ads. You do Google ads as well. You do everything you can to generate leads. So I'm running ads. I'm running. But when you sell it, is it is it
0: the SEO that you're selling, or are you selling like, hey, if you run these ads too, yeah. So. You just
2: so it sounds like you just you rent them the page. So like they don't own any of the property. No. They don't do any of the lead gen. No. They pay you a monthly fee. But
1: yeah, they can buy it deal. eventually. They can buy it, the site, if you want to. If, they, if I wanted to sell it to them, I could. Hmm. But if I want to keep it and find the next tenant to come in and reevaluate the deal and see if I can make more money off of it, and it's pretty profitable. Like One of the websites that I have right now is an epoxy site where for 500 bucks a month, I got it to the point $500 bucks a month, gets you about uh, 30 leads at a 30% conversion. I mean, so these guys are bringing home some some cash, like because they're like five hundred bucks to pay. Are are you saying that you would rent that out for five hundred dollars a month? So I would, so I would rent it. They pay five hundred dollars a month for the ad spend, and then they pay me either I do a commission or a flat fee. So off of that deal, that's probably just
2: because you're newer,
1: right? Right, yeah. And the commissions I'll, I'll stop doing entirely, but like I get 10% of every deal that I close. And yeah. one one instance. That really, you close? You're closing them? Or are you sending them to well, him? Well, I send it to him, he closes. Okay, that right. he closes. Right, and so he'll pay me 10%. But he all automatically pays me $500, so it doesn't cost me anything to Is run. Is that the here ads. in Utah? Yeah. Okay, sweet. And so, I mean, he had a deal though once where it was $18,000 that he. Got the job for and eighteen thousand dollars to epoxy a floor. Yeah, okay. it was a commercial building. Oh, okay. so like most of the two car garages, those were like fourteen hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, sixteen, and so. But he got a commercial building and eighteen thousand, so I made eighteen hundred bucks off the site just for being there.
0: Yeah, that's sweet, man. And so that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. <clears throat> well, brother, it's been great, been great chatting great. with you. Um, now we're gonna end but do you have
1: any words of wisdom or anything you want these people to remember you for if they don't see you again? Yeah, uh, remember me for knowing these guys and for for being on the show here. And um, I guess, you know, really just someone who has gone through, like, analyzing whether or not I should get started, getting started and reaping benefits and, you know, seeing where it can go. Like you gotta see, you gotta come and taste and feel that entrepreneurial spirit, and 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 know that it's possible. And even if you start off making three hundred bucks a month, imagine your life without a car payment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's everything that gets you closer to where you want to go. And so, whether you start off full force into starting your own business or you have a side job, just keep keep hustling, keep getting in after it, and you, you can you can do whatever.
2: Right? So last thing, um, if people so what. What professional services do you help? If someone wants help producing leads,
1: yeah, so where I, can they reach you? Can, and do you coach what, or do you help do you people? Help? Yeah, so you can have – I've got a group on Facebook running Clear Lead Marketing. You can reach out to me there. Is you that can, a page or a group? It's a page, yeah, for, for, my, for the company. So if you run a niche um, service, so something like epoxy flooring, if you do tree services, if you do driveway repair or something like that, Reach out to me, and my team would love to, like, you know, talk about what we can do to get you more leads for whatever niche service you provide. Um, we love your to info in and you. yeah, in yeah, the
0: description. So
1: you're telling people if they have
0: companies that do anything niche like that, you can run leads for them. Is that what Correct. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Correct. That's awesome. Any yeah, niche sure.
1: market. I'm not. I'm not. am su- not, not super great at uh Good luck getting into the <laughs> real estate market with your ads. Yeah, I'm not doing I mean, that. We tried that. No roofing, SEO, real estate, all that stuff. Insurance, insurance I stay away lawyers, from that stuff. Yeah. like that's that, like that's
0: that's the big money. Yeah, right the there. niche
1: is the niche is going to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and saying I'm taking over the entire concrete industry here. Dog walking industry, right? That's where the money's at because it's <laughs> yeah. like once you get that property that's there and ranked number one, that's a valuable asset to carry with you for long term. Rexburg, Idaho. You dominate Rexburg, Idaho for the next five years. And the growth that comes with it. You, I mean, people like this is small things, man. I'm telling you, that's the small things that can. That's I'm true. all about I the mean, small if you things. You got
2: someone searching that needs epoxy, like they're probably ready to buy it if they're even thinking oh, about it. Yeah. So they search it, and you're the number one guy. Like that's been the hard thing about real a really
1: estate. Good lead. Oh yeah, it's a super great lead. I mean, I convert you know 50 to 60 percent on that. You know, so yeah, wow.
0: and like so, I was selling, yeah. saying uh, real estate. You know, that's expensive to market, and there's a lot of competition. But yeah. I like what, you're, what and you're doing. people are at all different stages. Some people just want to know what their house is worth or yep. thinking yeah. about it,
2: but not really ready to pull the trigger.
0: Very so, true. Yeah. Well, hey, bro, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I hope that was a, great to have I hope you Investor Driving Nation enjoyed you. We enjoyed having you here. And, again, Clear Lead Marketing, if you want to reach out to our homie, and he'll help you out. Yeah. See you guys. Later.